now it's time for the Bay Area's favorite quiz show, Minds Over Matter, with host Dana Rodriguez, accompanied by technical editor Kara Pace and educator Lori Fisher. And now, here's our moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much, uh, everybody. Uh, we hope you're having a nice warm morning. And uh, I want to say we are on this journey together, but, you know, I can never say that with a straight face, so let's just do the show. Uh, Minds Over Matter is an audience participation quiz program, so, of course, what we're looking for is your participation. That's very, very important. Uh, we do hope you will give us a call. We do hope you will give us a call soon in the show because we do want to hear from you. And uh, we don't want you to feel rushed. So those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134. In other words, 415-841-4134. Or toll-free. Yes, we have a toll-free number. 866-798-8255. Again, that is 866-798-8255. I'd like to remind you of our email address because since we're doing this show by Zoom, your emails will pop up in front of me. So if you do want to communicate by email and maybe sneak in an answer ahead of one of the callers, which I'm sure would irritate them very much, uh, you can do that at mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. That is M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1. That is the numeral one, mindsovermatter1 at gmail.com. And uh, if this podcast, if you'd like to hear us in live stream, of course, we are at KALW.org. And if you would like to hear the podcast, that should be up in a reasonable amount of time after our show. That will also be at KALW.org and many, many other places. But start with KALW. I'm sure that would be appreciated. Okay. All that being said, we will start with a round of introductions and then a round of questions about what you've been waiting for. And remember, I'd like you to call early in the show if you can because that way we can listen to everything you have to say. Uh, and here's the first. Maybe Kira, the SF Sketch Fest, sort of struck up, stuck up. Wait a minute. I'm going to start again. Yeah, I wish is, you would. Let's, all right, let's start, the, start, show. Let's start stop, the show from the top. Stop. I'm going to start all over again. All right. This here we is go. Kira's introduction. The SF Sketch Fest sort of snuck up on Kira Pace this year. Beautifully read. That was all right. Yeah. A lot of alliteration. That was yeah. good. Yeah. Lori Fisher is as shocked as all of you that scads of classified Minds Over Matters documents were found in his garage, microwave oven, and especially the credenza that suddenly appeared in his office. You'll be happy to know he is cooperating fully with the authorities. I am. And our moderator, Dana Rodriguez, won $20 in the lottery last week. Thinking about buying Twitter with the money, but he'll want some change back. You, yep. won, 20, you won twenty bucks. Yeah, you won. Yeah. You actually won. That's true. Yeah. That's a Just show. wait for Tesla. <laughs> Excellent. So, uh, all right. Now that that uh, high high point of humor is out of the way, let's uh, start our questioning with Kira Pace. All right, so in honor of SF Sketchfest, uh, I have a leading question for you, followed by a list question. So here's the lead-in. Steve Gutenberg was a star of what short live sitcom slash sketch comedy show from 1982? 
whose title is shared with a 1950s punchline of sorts. So again, Steve Gutenberg was a star of what short-lived sitcom slash sketch comedy show from 1982. It ran for a whole month and a half, actually not even a month, I think five <laughs> weeks in 1982. Uh, its title was shared with a 1950s punchline of sorts. I have a long shot guess, but okay. it, it, it fulfills almost none of your uh, clues. Mm -hmm. Was he on Mad TV? He was not. Mad TV actually lasted uh, it, several years. Yeah. And I thought the catchphrase might be what be worry, which I don't think they ever said. But anyway, okay, that's not it. It is not. Dana, get it. Well, while Dana thinks about it, uh, I will give you my list question uh, related, which is this. Uh, I'm going to give you the name of a song, and I want you to tell me the sketch show that used it as a theme song. Wow. So I will give you a song title. You tell me the sketch show uh, for which this was the theme song. So the first one is Inquisitive Tango. Inquisitive Tango by Ian Bernard. The second one is Having an Average Weekend. Having an Average Weekend. It's by Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet. Number three is one of several theme songs. Most recently, it's Fortune. The song is called Fortune by Tia P. Number four is Stars Over Broadway. Stars Over Broadway by Mel Tolkien, Clay Warnick, and Max Liebman. Uh, number five is You're Thinking Right, as uh, George Clinton, You're Thinking Right. And uh, number six is Holiday for Strings by David Rose, Holiday for Strings. All right. Ooh. I completely lost the premise of this question, um, <laughs> but that's that's because it's Saturday morning. What? Tell me again what it was. Sure. Uh, the uh, I, I've given you the names of some theme songs, and I just want you to tell me what sketch show there are the theme songs to and i have oh, inquisitive I tango having an average weekend fortune stars over broadway you're thinking right and holiday for strings and for a little low-hanging fruit i will also add the liberty bell by john philip Sousa. holiday for strings came up on, i suspect more than one show uh i remember it a lot from red skelton and that is the uh, show I have. So give yourself a bell. Holiday right. for Strings is the Red Skelton show. That's very good. Um, is one, I'm going to ask it in reverse. Is one of them that was the week that was? It is not. Okay. I thought I had a guess at that. I, I don't know the rest. Okay. Even the John Philip Sousa. Dana, okay. do, you, do you have another one? No, not right off. No. Yeah. So these are all sketch shows. And it sounds like they span a pretty long time span. Are any of them still on? Um, there aren't many sketch shows. Yes. On. One of them is still on. Mm. Well, so, one of them has been renewed for another season, I'll say. So, Steve, I, I, I have probably have not done as well as I could have with this because I've been thinking about the Steve Gutenberg thing. Um, <laughs> Who isn't? And uh, by the way, I just saw him on the Goldbergs the other day. He made a cameo appearance and uh, looking every every day of his uh, 70 years. And I'm trying to so, just, just swatting at Steve Gutenberg here. Yeah, right? I know. 
Um, Our whole audience is at Steve Gutenberg alive. Okay. And so he did a show, and I don't know, I don't even, yeah, I may have seen one episode that was based on a British film called Billy Liar, though I think his show was not called Billy Liar. It was called maybe Billy. Is that the show you're thinking of? It is not. And once again, I will remind you uh, that the title is shared with a 1950s punchline of sorts. All right. Hmm. Okay. So much for that. All right. And uh, Laura, you go ahead. All right. I have a list question in which all the answers are going to be a single word. It's inspired by the Oscar nominations. And I noticed that the film Elvis is nominated. And I wondered... How many other films about a real-life person um, just have a single name, either their first or last name? And then there were enough that I'm eliminating. I'm only going to contribute to Elvis with the uh, films about men. So there are 10 films that have a single word. It's either the first or last name or a like a nickname from the last name that were nominated. They mostly didn't win, but one did. Names of, single names of an actual person just like Elvis. And so no initials, JFK doesn't count, and no nicknames like Braveheart. That doesn't count either. These are all their first or last name or some version of their first or last name. That makes sense? I can do it. This is not about them being nominated for anything. This just happened to be uh, biopics. Yeah, but no, they were all nominated or won for Best Picture. All right. Yeah, I can do one offhand. Uh, Mank, right? No. Excellent. Mank okay. is the one with a shortened name in 2020 of Joseph Mankiewicz. Okay, that's the only one with a shortened name. All the others are either their first or last name. Very good. Give you two each if you can do it. I have to think about this. Okay. Um, so, so we're looking for a single name, either first or last name of actual people. And then the biopics were nominated or won for Best Picture. I'll give you one. Oh, oh one yeah. Ray. Ray. Well, I'm going to I'm going to give you Ray. It didn't come up in my research. Are you sure it was nominated? I give her a for best. best picture. Yeah, I, you was it not? Right? I mean, I know he James. Won, he won for best was, actor. I mean, yeah, I, I thought he was know. up for best picture. I no, I could be. Wrong. I checked twice, but okay, okay. Somebody, somebody, don't then. Don't look, then I'm, it is probably uh, give her half of that. Give no, it it's probably just wrong. Okay. And there's a hint that I was going to give. One of them is the person's middle name, which is kind of cool. Hmm. Amadeus, that was great. Very good, Amadeus, which is the only one that won for Best Picture. So we're looking for eight more, first or last name of actual people nominated uh, for Best Picture of the Year. And we have Amadeus and Mank, and we're not sure about Ray, but our staff is checking. Do you know, did you see who, um, I'm sorry, this actually just came up recently uh, somewhere, I don't even remember where, the the original, or the the people who originated uh, the Amadeus roles, I think on Broadway? It was um it was oh, like, wait a minute. It's like Ian McKellen and Tim Curry, and there's no I, recording of it. That's insane. <laughs> That's great casting, yeah. How about um Cleopatra? Well, we're only looking for men. Cleopatra oh, was in the women's right. category, nominated twice, by the way. But I hadn't done um, it. The list got to be too long. She wasn't gender neutral, I guess. She was the, how about Disraeli? Yes, that was the earliest one, Benjamin Disra- Disraeli, 1929. Give yourself a bell on that one. All right. Okay. And 
So it just has to be the name on its own? Correct. Just a single word, and it's either their first or last name. We got the middle name. So, for instance, there's a Viva Villa, Pancho Villa, or Viva Villa. Too many words. One too many words. If it was just Villa, we'd go with it. And then Romeo and Juliet would not count. Way too many. And they, I don't uh, think less they're Less of a real, biopic. They, they don't count as, bio, as real people, even though they might have been. Too many words, too many people, not a biopic. These are more in the Disraeli, Mank, Amadeus category. Actual people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Can I take uh, Dana's? Yes. Patton? You know. Was yes. that nominated? Patton, okay. Absolutely. All right, so we have four. We're looking for six more audience call in or a little later. We'll get back oh, to Dana and Carol. Uh, oh, Wilson. Dana's take Dana's. Say Wilson. again? Wilson. Yes. Wilson. Based on, not Brian Wilson, but Woodrow Wilson. Very Woodrow good. Wilson. 1944. Okay, that's it for you guys. We're looking for All five right. more. Okay, good. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hello. Uh, here we go. This is Peter. I wasn't here last week, but here I'm back again. Tomorrow is the uh, the playoffs for the NFL. There are four teams playing. Don't be discouraged, Dana, because it's as much about geodesy as the NFL. Do you know what the four teams are? 49ers are one of them, right? Yep. Yes. Yay. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Yes, you got the two geographical extremes. What are Cincinnati, the ones in the middle? Cincinnati, Cincinnati Bengals yeah. and Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, okay. Yeah. Now you're ready. Which of those four cities is farthest south? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably. Well, it's, let's see. Kansas City is... Kansas it's going to be Kansas City or San Francisco. Uh Kansas City? I'll go with San Francisco. Okay. San Francisco is the answer. Is it? okay. It's 37.77 degrees. And what's the farthest north? I see Philadelphia. Do you care? And Dana Helby. Philadelphia seems... or Cincy? Uh, well, Cincy's way down to Ohio. No, it, it's, no. I think it's, it's I think it's Philadelphia because Pennsylvania kind of goes up a bit. Yeah. Yes, it's it's Philadelphia at. 39.95 degrees. Okay. Those are the extremes geographically and also, uh, anyway, so you got the extreme, and, and they're, they're the extremes in terms of geodesy. And so the ones in the middle, Cincinnati and, and Kansas City, are in between. What, what, it, what are their geographical coordinates? Here, I'm I giving this one to you. What? There's <laughs> no. a, a niner in there? I don't know. Now, I told I Philadelphia, I said it's 39.95. Mm-hmm. San Francisco I mean, is 37.77. 30, so there are 38.3. Ooh, good. <laughs> it's actually, they are both exactly 39.1 degrees latitude. What a coincidence, huh? Cool. 39.1 degrees latitude. All right. Oh. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy. All right. Thanks. Sports question. Nice. <laughs> yes. Let's get that out of the way and then move on. <laughs> no, it's geography. So. Yeah, it's local color. There are a lot going on. It was a good yeah. question. 
All right, stop making excuses. And uh, you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. We do hope you will join us. Uh, we look forward to hearing from you. And those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll free 866-798-8255. And uh, if you would like to email us, you could do that as we're doing Zoom. And that is Minds Over Matter 1 at gmail.com, M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1 at uh, gmail.com. And Marilyn Flores suggested Patton, Capote, Trumbo, and J. Edgar for you. Well, Patton, Kira got. Capote is correct. Give her a bell for that. Right. Um, J. Edgar is two words, so not was that not that, and Trumbo was not nominated for Best Picture, unless I missed that, and I don't think I did. Could be, though. I'll put it on the list to check. But Capote's definitely one of them. Good work. Thank you. And I am suggesting Beckett. You are right. Beckett. All right. 1964, the great uh, Peter O'Toole and Richard Burton, right? All right. Uh, yeah. So there's three okay. words on the list. Great. So I'm going to give you a couple of questions here. Uh, and let's start with a political question, which would probably is probably not the wisest way to start, but I will. Over the last 100 years, what two states besides California have had a speaker of the House, uh, a national speaker of the House, from each party? What two states over the last 100 years, what two states besides California have had a speaker of the House, the speaker of the National Congress in D.C., from each party? California, as you know, had Pelosi and now Kevin McCarthy, if you call him speaker, and because um, he's just barely up. Uh, so what other two states have had a speaker from each party in the last 100 years? So is Wisconsin one of them? Wisconsin is not one. Okay, because that had Paul Ryan and the Pops. There was yeah. a Democratic yeah. line. Okay. All right, Kira, we could get this together. Oh no, John, Johnson was I offer nothing speaker in Texas, and Boehner was from Ohio. Was there a Democrat? I was actually going to guess Ohio just because I, that's a. I there have been several speakers from Ohio, but yeah. they've all been Republicans. And then uh, Newt Gingrich was from where? Oh. Georgia. Georgia. Yeah. So yeah. let. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think so. I don't know. That's a good question. All right, all right. Think Leave about that. Yep. So over the last hundred years, what two states besides California have had a speaker of the National House, Congress, D.C., from each party, Republicans and Democrats? All right. Second question. Uh, you remember a couple of weeks ago, I gave I picked out random words from uh, movies that have been nominated for Best Picture. I want you to tell me the full title. Uh, so hopefully these are the only I think they are. These are the only films that have these random words in them. Uh, so that should be a little bit easier for you to pick out which, um, give me the whole title. So here are the random words. These are all from Best Picture nominees over the years, over the many long years. So number one is Naughty. Number two is Chain. Number three is Island. Number four is Smiling. And number five is snake. So again, these are words picked out of 
pictures that have been nominated for films that have been nominated for best picture over the years. I want you to tell me the full title from the words that I picked out. Number one, Naughty. Number two, Chain. Number three, Island. Number four, Smiling. Number five, Snake. Jerry, you have one or two? Uh, you have one each for now. You can have mine. I actually don't have any. I think Chain is I was a fugitive from the Chain Gang. That is correct. I am a fugitive from a Chain Gang. I am. I still am. Present tense. And then, yes. Kira, do you have a guess or you want me to guess another? No, no. You, you have that, mine. That's what I thought I knew. This one is more of a guess. How about Naughty Marietta? Naughty Marietta is right. correct. All right. I'll leave the rest for Very Kira. Good. And, and the Naughty audience. Marietta, the first combination of Nelson Eddy and Jeanette McDonald. What year so was I'm that? very surprised Kira did not get that. <laughs> what what year was Naughty Marietta? 1934. And, what and year was Chain, Chain, of course, the Paul Muni film, I Am a Fugitive from a Chain Gang. What which year? is a true story. 1932. Okay. So we're still Wait. looking for Island, Smiling, and Snake. And uh, I will throw in one more question here. In what country... Can you find a museum about the history of the French fry? <laughs> what country? Belgium? Yeah. That is correct. Yeah, that's where it started. That is right? correct. You know what city it's in, Karen? No, I don't. I would just be guessing. All right. That's well, okay. Nothing, nothing wrong guessing, with the guess. Guessing's legal. We do it yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, okay. I'll go with Antwerp. Yeah, that no. was going to be my guess, actually. Is it? Not Antwerp. I'll no? leave it out What then. about Brussels, then? Nope, not Brussels. Okay. That's where the Brussels Sprout Museum is, I think. <laughs> and uh, so, yes, in what city in Belgium is the World Museum of the History of the French Fry? So, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on my Hi, it's Thomas in Berkeley. Hi, Thomas. Um, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Oh, great. Um, snake pit for your movie? I'm sorry, I didn't hear the, I didn't hear that part. What was it? Snake pit? Yes, snake pit. Very good. Snake is from um, the Levy de Havilland film, The Snake Pit. Correct. Yeah. And then I wanted to chime in on the one word movies. Yes. Milk? Yes, 2008. Very good. Bell for that one. Way to go, right. Thomas. Lincoln? Oh, no, I don't know of a film named Lincoln that was nominated. Abe Lincoln in Illinois was, but I don't think Lincoln was. Daniel J. Lewis won an Oscar oh. for it. Yeah. Yeah, it had to be. All right. Bell for Yeah, no, that's that's the Spielberg movie. Yeah, I think it, I think it was nominated. I, I think I must have missed that one. It had to be nominated. Give him a bell. Okay, so now I have some obscure um, Oscar stuff. Sure. Who was the first director to have two films in the same year nominated for Best Film? And was, was he nominated for both as well, or either one? He was nominated for two films, but he didn't win for any. So... I don't know if this is the earliest, but Hitchcock had two films in the same year, which are Rebecca and Foreign Correspondent. Okay, so I'm going to throw you back to 1932. Who do you think's in the running? 
Okay, so 1932. I'll just give you the movies. No, um, he, he didn't win for them. No, it's uh, no the. I think I I might be able to get this without the movies then. So it, is it Lubitsch? Yeah. One hour with you and Smiling Lieutenant. Smiling Lieutenant and One Hour with You. Yes. Yes. And now, who was the first film director to have two films nominated in the same year, and he won for one of them? Nineteen thirty-nine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, these things tend to be pretty early. So it must be Victor Fleming if he won in nineteen thirty-nine because he directed *Gone with the Wind* and he won for exactly. that. Exactly. And then he also directed *The Wizard of Oz*. Yeah. Yeah. And now here's the last one. Who is the first director to have two pictures nominated for Best Picture? And though he didn't win for Best Picture, he won the Best Oscar. He won the Oscar for Best Director? 1940. So he was nominated twice in the same year, but his picture did not win Best Picture, but he won Best Director. Is that, was that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. 1940. So who won 1940? So is that uh, um, is that John Ford? Yeah, Great Surprise, and Rebecca right. got the best film. Okay, all right. I'm through. Was fun playing with you. Good. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Did, Tom, did Did Thomas just give the answer to your smiling question? He did. Yeah. Inadvertently. Yeah. Uh, the Lubitsch film was the smiling, the smiling lieutenant. Yeah. Way to go, Thomas. He gets another bell. Okay. Yeah. There we go. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. We're here every Sunday at 10 a.m. And we hope you're enjoying the show. We also hope you will join us. Uh, we would love to hear from you if you have a question or answer. It doesn't have to be about movies. I, we have been a lot of movies today, but you can ask whatever you like. And those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 or toll-free 866-798-8255. Remember, you can also contact us via email. And that is Minds Over Matter, one M-I-N-D-S-O-V-E-R-M-A-T-T-E-R-1 at gmail.com. Uh, I think I neglected to say that our panel today, that would be Kira Pace, technical editor, Laurie Fisher, teacher at Dabba Valley College. I'm your moderator, Dana Rodriguez, and you're listening to us on, no secret here, 91.7 FM. That is KALW, your local public radio station. Okay. And all that being said, Kira, I think it is your turn. All right. So, uh, I also have, uh, a question similar to Thomas's actually, um, so this year, two people from the same movie have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Um, and you're welcome to give me the movie and the names of the two actors who were nominated, if you know them. It's, well, one of them is Jamie, Jamie Lee uh, Curtis. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember the name of the other one. Uh, and everything all together, all at once. Everything everywhere, all at once. And it's yeah. Stephanie Hsu. And I'm embarrassed. Uh, Steph Stephanie Hsu. Okay, that's very good. All right, so uh, in honor of the two of them being nominated for the same movie, for the same award, uh, I went and I looked up uh, all the instances in which um, 
two actresses from the same movie were nominated for Best Supporting Actress, and there were 35 instances, 35 other instances of it. <laughs> uh, I will not ask about most of those. What I will ask uh, is about the 12 instances when uh, one of the two actors won. So if you would uh, give me the names of the uh, the movies, and the actresses as well, uh, who won against another actress in the same movie for Best Supporting Actress. So, so just two the people actresses. went up for Best Supporting Actress Oscar uh, from the same movie. One of them won. 12 instances of that. Well, I only have to go back to 1936. Um, <laughs> that's when the supporting thing started. and But then it's going to be a long slog. Um, I can give you some years if that's helpful. Okay, yeah, do that. All right. Well, then I'll just read through them really quickly. Uh, the years are 1939, one I can actually do, 1939, 1942, 1947, and then we skip ahead to 1970, 1971, Ooh. 1973, 1979, 1982, 1994, 2002, 2010, and 2011. So those are the years. So 39 then is is uh, Hattie McDaniel and Olivia de Havilland yeah. for Gone with the Wind. And yes. then, of course, Hattie McDaniel won. She did. Um, okay. And 47, is that, what's that? That's not Gentleman's Agreement, is it? It um, is Gentleman's Agreement. So that's um, then June... Is it June Havoc and um, and uh, Celeste Holm? Is it June Havoc and Celeste Holm won, but it was not against June Havoc. It wasn't June Havoc. Okay, Mm -hmm. Celeste Holm and Dorothy McGuire. No, Celeste Holm and who? Oh, Anne Revere. Anne Revere is correct. Okay, so two bells for you. Do you want to take the nineteen forty-two as well? Mm, I got it. Uh, oh, that's um, that's no. Well, I see. I'm confused. It's oh, Teresa Wright. Is that correct? Is it Teresa mm-hmm. Wright? And and she uh, won for what movie? For Mrs. Miniver. Correct. And she played K, I think, or the K, and um, and against Dame May Whitty, I believe. That is correct. Very impressive. All right. So you don't have to give me all of that. You can just give me the movie or the movie and the winning actress, but... And nothing in the 50s it, it, or 60s. That's nothing in the 50s or 60s. Yeah. Then it jumps ahead to 1970. And we have uh, several throughout the 70s. Uh, yeah. And then one in 1982, one in 1994, 2002, 2010, 2011. All right. And moving along with uh, some of our emails here, Tina and Zach... Both say that Gandhi should be on the on Lori's list. Is Tina, that Tina and Zach are correct? All right, Very good. Nineteen eighty-two. Very good. Okay, good. There's one more. And uh, let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hey, good morning. It's Daryl. Hey, Daryl. I have an answer and a question. So the answer for the sketch comedy Liberty Bell that's Monty Python. Yes. Good. Thank you. Okay, and here's uh, here's the question. Oh, did I get a bell? 
Okay, here's yeah. the question. So the primetime show, primetime TV show that holds the record for CBS, as you might imagine, for a scripted primetime show is Gunsmoke with uh, over 600 episodes. What is second? It's a primetime CBS show with almost 600 episodes. Instead of running 20 years, it ran 19 years. Is it off the air now? Yes. Okay. It went off the air in the 70s. Is it a Western? It is not a Western. Detective show? It no, is not it, a detective show. I'll give you another it, hint. It is. Is it, it's not, it's, it? Is it a comedy? Is it a Red Skelton show? It is not a comedy. It is a scripted show, and it ran okay. for thirty minutes. Scripted primetime CBS show behind Gunsmoke ran for thirty minutes. Thirty minute non comedy. Yeah, correct. And it ran for 19, se- 19 seasons altogether. In other words, that no, there was never a break in, in any. In the- and, and uh, right. Event. And I'll give you no- I'll give you another hint. It ran from nineteen fifty four to nineteen seventy three. Dragnet. No, because that not- that stop that would stop and start. Okay. Um, and it's prime time, so it's not a soap opera, a daytime nope. soap. Okay. Prime yeah. time half hour non comedy show like that alone should be all you need. <laughs> That's uh, why I thought it was Dragnet. Uh, and is it is it uh, police crime related? It is not police crime. Wow, not western. Not a western. Not a. Comedy. What's the what's the genre of the show, Daryl? <laughs> um, it is a family show. Hmm. So it's not like Father Knows Best, or um... yeah, but Father's Knows Best, I would. Call a comedy. This no laugh track. This is not a comedy. Okay, it's a family show. Family show. Lassie. Yes, it's Lassie. Oh, nice work. All right. <laughs> All right. Have a good day. Lassie, right, come home. You. Very okay. good. And if you would like to call us, uh, we would like to hear from you. Those two numbers are area code 415-841-4134 with a question or answer or toll-free, 866-798-8255. And, uh, Lori, I think it's your turn. Okay. Um, I have another Oscar question, but I'm going to delay it because Kira's supporting actress question is good and getting me thinking. So, Plus, the Oscars are not going to be on for six weeks anyway. Yeah, so this one will keep. It'll get better with another week. This one's about television. In 1984, NBC invented the phrase must-see TV that had four back-to-back sitcoms. One of them's been in the news lately. What are the four of them? They, they've changed over time, but this was kind of a, a marketing idea to get people to watch two hours of comedy. 84 is the Cosby show, right? It is. That yeah. was the lead-off one. Very good. Give her a bell. Looking for the the three that followed that. And that's Not necessarily Thursday. So hold on. Is that Family Ties, Cheers, and Night Court? You, you nailed Did that. Did I nail that? Yes. Three yeah. balls. Right. Night, Night Court was the prop because Night Court is back on TV. All right. Very good. Family Ties, Cheers, and Night Court. All right. I go, Kira was just a baby at the time. Right. You know, okay, so real quick, I just <laughs> want to point those... out. Go ahead. It never occurred to me that Lassie was a show on nighttime because <laughs> like I it was only ever on like in syndication uh during my lifetime and it was always in the daytime. Like it it 
I, I never realized, like it just now occurred to me that it was a nighttime show. Well, you mm. were definitely a must see TV person. That was the oh, quickest you got four answers ever. <laughs> All right. Let me, let me throw in one more. That's another four question thing. Um, Applebee's now sponsors these four flavors of what new product that apparently you can only get at Applebee's sweet chili, hot Buffalo, honey pepper, and honey barbecue. These are new flavors of what thing available exclusively at Applebee's. And they're not wings. They are not wings. Yeah, they might exist as wings, right. but they're not new as wings there. All right. Well, they're not the baby back rib people. That's chilies. Uh, yeah. So probably not ribs. Sweet chili, hot buffalo, honey pepper, honey barbecue are now flavors of what? I like the it, I like I like is, the radio silence. Yes. Is this a is this a ethnic dish? Can I ask? You can ask that, and the answer is no. I would not okay. consider this to be an ethnic dish. Is it going to be a surprising dish? Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a su- okay. I'm going to say it like this. That's going to be a surprising answer. Right. Okay. Uh, what about Sundays? Ice cream Sundays. That's a terrific guess. That would be a surprise and not ethnic. It's incorrect. This is more hmm. surprising than Sundays. Cocktails? Ooh, they sound delicious, but also not cocktails. We'll leave it out there. Yeah. I like the looks. And people can't see the looks on these faces. That, that's what they wanted on a night. Must see TV, but I'm getting this. All right. So I have speak. not availed myself of the fine dining at Applebee's in quite a while. So, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Sweet chili, hot buffalo, hot honey pepper, and honey barbecue are flavors of what new product available exclusively at Applebee's? All right. Okay. And uh, we are we are a little past halfway, so let's repeat any questions that have not been answered yet. Kira, we will start with you. Okay. Uh, Steve Gutenberg was a star of what short-lived sitcom slash sketch comedy show from 1982, whose title is shared with a 1950s punchline of sorts. A prank punchline, if that helps. Uh, I've given you the names of some songs. I just want the sketch shows that uh, these were the theme songs to. And what I have left are Inquisitive Tango, Having an Average Weekend, uh, which is by Shadowy Men on a Shadowy Planet, which is helpful. Uh, Fortune by Tia P. Stars Over Broadway. You're Thinking Right, George Clinton. Um, we have the other ones. And finally... Um, Let's see. There have been 12 cases in which one person who won a Best Supporting Actress Oscar did so while up against somebody else uh, up for the from the same movie. Uh, what are those 12 movies uh, that had two Best Supporting Actress nominations, one of whom won? And Dana got the first three, which were Gone with the Wind, Mrs. Miniver, and Gentleman's Agreement, looking for nine more, all of which uh, are from 1970 onward. And I am looking, as a tribute to Elvis being nominated for an Academy Award, for the final of the 10 movies, which is either the first or last name of the uh, person about whom this biopic is made. We have all the others. I had to check to see if Lincoln Trumbo and Ray Rock, unless I might have missed those. But this one is the, the last one on my list. And then I'm also looking for Applebee's now has a new product in which sweet chili, hot buffalo, honey pepper, and honey barbecue are the flavors. What is that product? That's it for, mm. me for now. All right. And over the last hundred years, besides California, what two states have had a Speaker of the House, the Speaker of the House of the National House in Washington, 
from each party. Over the last 100 years, what two states besides California have had a Speaker of the House from each party? So see if you can come up with that. And uh, I'm still looking for uh, what city in Belgium is the host of the French Fry Museum. And um, the I gave you random uh, words from pick, uh, movies that have been nominated for Best Picture. All we have left, actually, is Island. So what... What picture, as far as I know, the only one ever nominated for Best Picture with the word Island in it? Uh, what is that? It's not Island of Lost Souls, much as I would like it to be. But um, but see if you can come up with that. And, Lori, was it your turn? Uh, no, I just gave the Applebee's question. That's right. Okay, so we'll move on to something very esoteric. And um, this is a, something I, I found the other day. Uh, it was a food question. And this is an entree we're talking about. And this entree, this food dish, is named after an incident in the French Revolution. So what is it? What is it called? It is not something I've ever had, but it sounds delicious. Is, so, it, a well, is it a well-known dish? I, I, I have heard of it, and I, I imagine you, you have both heard of it. Um, it's, it's generally served in, in uh, it would not be at Applebee's. Let's put it that way. Uh, it would be a little higher up the food chain and uh, probably quite expensive, but I have heard of it. So this dish uh, served as an entree uh, is named after an incident in the French Revolution. Does it have somebody's name in it? You know, like, no. like no. chicken de sod or something like that? No, it does not. <laughs> okay. No. But the name does link it to the French Revolution, but it's okay. just not a person's name. All right. Good question. All right. So once more, I'm looking for a dish, an entree, a generally expensive one, but one that is known, uh, is named after an incident in the French Revolution. <laughs> it, yes. And it sounds delicious, but I have not eaten it. So, and let's go to a call. Hi, you're on my Hi there. It's uh, Danny and Sandra, the Albanians. Hi. Hi there. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we, we got we got snookered out of a, a couple of these. All the movies. All those movies. And and, and I really wanted Naughty Marietta because my grandma was Jeanette McDonald's script girl. Wow. Oh, that's cool. That's yeah. very cool. Yes, I wish I'd known her better. Uh, yeah, and uh, about the theme music, uh, you know, all the way from Benny Goodman to Carl Stalling, that kind of gave me a nosebleed this morning. So uh, <laughs> you don't have any, any way to like find something in between? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, Applebee's, uh, we have a, a, a real. I, I don't think answer. it's really it, but I thought of mac and cheese. It's not mac and cheese, though. Oh, that would, that so would be a good so idea. Not tequila shots either. either. Um, yeah, I, I'll tell them. Uh, how, uh, how about New York for the Speaker of the House? No. Oh, pooey. All right. Well, how about chicken marengo? That's the only thing I could come up with that sounded vaguely historical. Uh, no. Uh, I was French thinking Chateau Briand because it has the word Chateau in it, but I have no basis <laughs> for that answer. All right. And and uh, somebody got Lincoln, I, I, I take it, from for the, uh, the single-named movie. Yeah, right? somebody did. I didn't have it on my list, but I'm sure it was nominated, so it's my yeah. mistake. Well, and I, I only had Houdini as my other my other wild <laughs> shot in the dark. Yeah. Oh, I see. Not, right, not well, nominated. Uh, in that case, uh, here's a quick question. Um uh, mononymic musicians' surnames. All right, these are three 
rock musicians who go by a single name on stage and are, own, are known exclusively by this name, uh, and uh, practically nobody knows their real name. I'm going to give the, you their last names. Can you tell me who they are? So their last na these last names are Balzari, Evans, and Hudson. These are all Here. these are all from the 70s and 80s. That's when they made their stage debuts. You got Kira to sit up in a chair, so that's uh, <laughs> you're on the right track. Kira, you should know these, don't you? Is yeah. one of them 70s now? Is one of them Sting, or is that too early? It's no, that, that's too early. No. Uh, Balzari? Balzari. Hmm. I'll even give you his first name, Michael Balzari. <laughs> Are these related by any chance? And not to not to each other. As far as I no, know, okay. they've never appeared on stage it. together. And, and we would know their music, right? They're famous. Heck yes, you've heard yeah. it ad nauseum on every oldie station in the world. No, wait, wait, no. Um, um, Maybe I do know my Michael Balzari. Is um, that uh, that's somebody in the Red Hot Chili Peppers, isn't it? Bingo! Half there, halfway there. Flea. Which one? Flea. 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 Michael Balzari is Flea. All right. The seventies for the Chili Peppers, really? Well done. Nineteen eighty-three was there when they hit the stage. Okay. Oh, All right, so, so we still have well... Evans and Hudson. Oh. And, and, are, are others of these guys solo artists, or are they all in groups? Oh, they're thinking. in groups. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, huh? is one is one of them Slash? Slash. Yeah. Paul Hudson. Hudson. Paul Hudson. 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 And like that, you know why he calls himself Slash? Oh, I don't. No. <laughs> no, I just. Would you call yourself Saul Hudson and try to make it in rock and roll? <laughs> and then, uh, who is the the lead guitarist in YouTube? Right, I was. It's not though. David oh, Evans, not, the Edge, yeah. Edge, you got it. Edge. Oh, good job. We Edge and Slash. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> All righty. Well, yeah. fantastic guys. That's all we got today. Well, great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Good Bye. Bye. And you're listening to Minds Over Matter. Hope you're enjoying the show. Feel free to give us a call four one five eight four one four one three four with a question or answer. Or toll free eight six six seven nine eight eight two five five. Okay, who has a short question they would like to throw in? Of course I do. But Kara, of course you do. You. All right, go ahead. This one I like. This one might be uh, fun to get, as the opposed term... to the ones that you don't like. You <laughs> voiced on us. Is that That's it? right. Uh, right. The term leg booty is something being used <laughs> on social media to spell out a commonly used abbreviation. So leg booty is something that the kids have developed to spell out. It's gone the reverse. They kind of have in words what we always see as an abbreviation. What abbreviation does leg booty stand in for? And it's kind of cute and playful, I would say. Uh, hmm. Well, it has something to do with legs, doesn't it? It does not. It does not. Does it end in two U? It does not end in T-U. No, to end... you. Oh. The words to you. You said these no. are these all stand for words? No, this is... they don't. Oh, this don't. is not. It, okay. It's like an abbreviation, which they've made them into words just to be, instead of having these random letters that do stand for something, but it's too long. Oh, to okay. So LGBT. Yes, that's okay. it. Oh. Yeah. stands for LGBT, right. and apparently there's an emoji for it and all that. So very good. 
All right. That's good. Give, give her a bell for that. Okay. You want another quick one? Uh, Kira, do you have a short question? Uh, no, if, if Lori has another short one. <laughs> Yeah, that's, sorry that's, that's you don't say no on this program <laughs> no right. i do but it's uh well, this, you got it's, that one very it's mildly music related you know i i do here we go, go all right um go a, a country of Eriador uh in lord of the rings uh and the elf nobleman celeborn both have names that resemble what two-word phrase that J.R.R. Tolkien called especially beautiful? So the country of Eriador in Lord of the Rings and the elf nobleman Celeborn, they both have names that resemble what two-word phrase that J.R.R. Tolkien called especially beautiful? Well, I didn't know it was him, but I have read that one of the most beautiful words supposedly is cellar door. Uh, you, you're correct. That is the answer. And you were also correct in not knowing that it was him because it was not though he gets credit for that. Uh, it turns out that the first published instance was in a 1903 novel called G boy by Cyrus Hooper. And it is implied there that the phrase came from an even earlier source, but, uh, he, he popularized it as, uh, being an especially beautiful phrase. All right. So cellar door. Cellar door. And what, how, but said the, British. Where does area door come in? I don't see the area part. Well, uh, because if you say it in British, it's like it's like cellar door, you know. Oh, so okay. then, all right, I like that. That's yeah. beautiful. All right. right, all right. And let's go to a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi. Good morning. So with the torrential rain we had all over the Bay Area, even in California, and even in Berkeley, where you have bunch homes like Berkeley Hills. That brought something really important to my mind. So while I was grad student, physics, nuclear engineering department at Berkeley, myself and my dear friend, beautiful Anne, bought a house on Craigman Avenue in 1968. I'll give you a choice of what the price was. 480000 And by the way, it's a four-bedroom house. Uh, Spanish-style house, beautiful house, still there. Okay, I'm not living there anymore, not anymore, somebody else is. 480000 280000 uh, or 28000 Which one it was? Did you say... 1968. I, I'm going to go with the low bid there of twenty-eight. Yeah, I would say... 28000 My meager $200 a month wow. uh, teaching assistant... Uh, salary was usually always underpaid their teaching assistant until today. Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. it worth now? 28000 What's happening with the house price is unreal. It's the Wall Street at worst. Okay, very quick uh, second question. With all of that, we have to go back again to Earth's uh, uh, evil twin. Which planet? Which planet? Because we are going there. We are going there. No question. I have. I have. We are going there in a very short time. Which Mars? planet is called Earth's Evil twins. Wait, you said we're going there. I mean, no. I mean, Earth is going to be like it. Oh, I see. Okay, so Venus yeah. is the evil twin because yeah. it revolves backwards and it's otherwise close okay. to the same size. No, well, the main thing is the temperature there is hot enough to melt lead. Yeah. To melt lead, yeah. and there is only there is one component, one element between the two components of the cause of global warming. Uh, one is carbon dioxide, of course which the second one is methane, which is produced by 
animals and is nine times more effective in global Which element is common between the two of them? Which element? Chemical element, I mean. Time is short, so I'll tell you. It's carbon. It's carbon. Uh, yeah. carbon, dioxide, it's always, carbon. It's always carbon. Yeah, and the other one, methane, is carb C, carbon, was four hydrogen. Very quickly from last week, uh, when this lady, uh, I heard uh, Omar Sharif describe her many times, she was all blonde, and she had a robe, and she was totally naked under it, and she actually did have sex with him. In, 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 in uh, one of the interviews, oh she had <laughs> He's, he's back Texas. on his story about the, the lady who went to... Yeah, he, you know, he was really... He was, he, was, he was fond of himself. He was very good-looking, probably one of the best good-looking actors in, in history. Omar Sharif. Yeah, he's a really it's beautiful fair. man. He was good. He was very good. He only loved one woman, Fatin Hamama. She was an Egyptian actress. She was beautiful. She really was beautiful as well. Have a very good day. Glad that he was able Thank to you. meet you today. Thank you. That, that had a long so, range from Eid's first house to naked women under robes. That was he has a quite, lot of, quite a drift. Yes. <laughs> he has a lot of issues that he has to work through about these things. <laughs> so is, she was naked under her clothes. She was yes, naked. It is, it is well, inappropriate to, to show like, up with somebody's or at uh, somebody's house, uh, <laughs> completely naked, demanding sex. Just, you know, it should well, be said inappropriate. I don't know. In Berkeley, you might get away with it. I, who knows? But, uh, but generally, yes, I would agree with you on that. And next call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. Hi, it's Robert and Karen in Berkeley. Hi. Yeah, or not Berkeley, Bernal Heights, sorry. Uh, <laughs> Close enough. Confused by Eid. Um, <laughs> and uh, pretty much all my answers have been taken, but I want to give some love to Kira's question about um, theme songs uh, from sketch shows. Shadowy Man on a Shadowy Planet did the theme song for Kids in the Hall. That's and correct. Two of those oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. will be. Two of those kids will be at Sketch Fest uh, in a tomorrow. week or so, I think. I, is it tomorrow or? No, you're right. It is um, next week. Yes. It's the fourth. Yeah, next weekend. You're right. You're right. Um, anyway, uh, all my other answers are taken. Thank you so much. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. I'm glad he got kids in the hall. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, okay. What do you have left here on that, Kira? Inquisitive what, what, what? Tango. That's from the 70s. Fortune. That is the one that is still on the air. Stars over Broadway. That was uh, Stars over Broadway. Give me a hint on Stars 50s, over Broadway. Nineteen fifty. I think is correct. Uh, You're thinking right. Is eighties and nineties. What was and, it? Yeah, Dana. What was the show that Jerry Lester hosted? What was that called? Uh, the Jerry Lester hosted the first. Um, the what is first, the um, Tonight Show? Basically, okay, so I Broadway I, Open House. Your clue for stars over Broadway is come up with the biggest name you can think of in sketch comedy in the 1950s. That's Sid Caesar, then. Oh, your Your show show of shows. Yeah, that is the answer to stars over Broadway. It's your show of shows. Give us us a hint on the others if you want to do it like that. All right, well, Inquisitive Tango, uh, it's 1970s, I believe, early 70s, I think. And lasted a while? Yes, it lasted, I think, like five or six years. It might have started in the 60s. Sorry, yeah. I should have gotten the years on this, give, but make, it's another, it, it's a pretty big name in sketch comedy. Give us a, somebody who's in it or too much? Uh, that would be too much. Okay. But um, you know what? Uh, somebody who was in it went on to win uh, an <laughs> Academy Award. For, for supporting actress against somebody um, else? I think actress. All right, let's let's um, let's take a call. Hi, you're on Minds Over Matter. 
Hi, this is Ruth from Oakland. Hi, Ruth. Hi, um, I wanted to uh, guess a couple and then ask a question. Um, is one of the movies Bugsy? You know, I'm going to give you a bell for Bugsy. I considered it to be a nickname, but it's definitely a one-word version of somebody who was a real-life person. So definitely a bell for that. Very good. Okay. Oh, thank you. And uh, was the Applebee's maybe French fries? It is not French fries. Okay. I'm going to give you all well, a hint. It's not a food item. That's my Applebee's hint. It is not a food item. Okay, well, I know we're running out of time. I'll just ask my question that's related to the uh, entertainment industry. Who was the actor that unsuccessfully auditioned for Raising Arizona, Miller's Crossing, and Fargo before they quit auditioning for the Cohen? Is it Francis McDormand? No, I can give you a hint, if, unless you guys want to guess a little more. Mm, you better give us a hint. Uh, uh, Joel and Ethan cast this actor in The Man Who Wasn't There, even though he did not audition for this role. Yeah. Interesting. Um, the Man Who Wasn't There. It's not Tom Hanks, is it? No. Um, it is a male, correct? Yes. The man who wasn't and they, there. And they, this person's never been in a um, Coen Brothers movie, or they were in The Man Who Wasn't There? He auditioned for all those other films and then bailed and didn't audition again. And then later, the brothers asked, uh, cast him in The Man Who Wasn't There without auditioning. You know, I don't know. I don't you know. better tell us. Maybe. Richard Jenkins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great actress. All right. Anyway, well, thank you very much. Hey, Appreciate hey I'm sorry that you don't have your sexy Sunday slot, but we're still hanging in there with you guys. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. And we're as sexy as ever at 10 a.m., I think, as we were at as 5 As sexy as you can be at 10 a.m., yeah. <laughs> thank you. We're trying. All right. Time to clean up here. Uh, Kira, what do we got? All right. Uh, the Steve Gutenberg Show, that is no soap radio. Mm. Uh, Inquisitive Tango is laughing. Fortune is a Black Lady sketch show, and You're Thinking Right is the Tracy Ullman show. And the actresses who uh, are the movies with two best actresses in the same category, that's Airport from 1970, The Last Picture Show, Paper Moon, Kramer versus Kramer, Tootsie, Bullets Over Broadway, Chicago, The Fighter, and The Help. Great list. Mm. That would have been fun to have more time with that. That's good. Um, the the product at Applebee's has sweet chili, hot buffalo, honey pepper, and honey. That's not a food item. Guess? It is lip gloss. They now have lip glosses in those uh, flavors. And the only movie we're missing on our list was one I had forgot about, Lenny. Dustin Hoffman playing Lenny Bruce, 1974, nominated for Best Picture, did not win. And that cleans me out. All right. The last, in the last hundred years, the the states that had a speaker of the house from each party that would be Massachusetts and yes. Illinois. The uh, the French Fry Museum is in Bruges, Belgium. The food dish named after an incident in the French Revolution is lobster thermidor. Uh, lobster thermidor, and the uh, let's see, the best picture 
the word that nobody got is island. That is from Wake Island, 1942. If we didn't get your call, I do apologize. My thanks to Kira Pace, uh, technical editor, Laurie Fisher, Dabba Valley College, Damian D. Minor, handling the board and phones. I've been your moderator, Dana Rodriguez. Thank you very much for joining us on the Saturday morning, and we do hope you will do exactly that same thing next Saturday morning. We look forward to hearing from you. Have a great week, everybody, and bye-bye. Thank you.